0: On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Sabrina could marry a person with no tongue, if Sabrina is down with an octopus tongue, and if the days of hearing Gambit's tongue are finally over. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where we review every live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode, which means it's my job to keep us on task in talking about, like, superhero TV and nothing else. I do have some friends, though, some boys, you could call them, and they're here to help me... I would say help me talk about TV shows, but, um... I know they're just going to try to derail this, but I'll go ahead and introduce them. I'll introduce you to the first boy, Mike. How's it going?
1: It is so bold. I would never take credit and or blame for trying to keep this on track. That was so bold of you to declare that because what a challenge. Yeah. To me and my
2: oh, because Mike thinks that he's so cool. Just oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive every podcast off track because you just you can't handle me. Well, okay, Mike. You know what? I've listened to a lot of podcasts, bro, and you're fine. How about that? You're fine.
1: Thank oh. you. That's that's Most <laughs> podcasts are dog shit, so to call me fine is a huge compliment in the podcasting world.
0: It's also maybe the nicest thing he's ever said to you on the show. So you know what? You're Not fine. just
1: on the show. You should, if you want to hear the meanest thing, go back and listen to Ryan's Best Man Toast at My Wedding. But <laughs> I would have bawled my eyes out if he just said, you're fine. Wait,
2: what did I say? <laughs>
1: I, I, it's You know what? I know we're an explicit show. It's too much. It's too <laughs> it's much for this show. <laughs> we simply I said, couldn't publish it.
2: I said cunny, cunny, cunt, cunt. That's just, it's mm-hmm. too bad of a word.
1: Simply
0: could not publish it. And the one who is responsible for saying that is Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey! <laughs> I love that tone you took. It was a very Boys' Night tone,
1: so I do appreciate that. Uh, super, Superhero,
2: Superhero Show Show is for the boys. All right, we all know, know that. Yeah,
1: But that's... Anybody who likes the show The Boys—that's the name of their fans.
2: Well, yeah, this is for The Boys fans and fans of other shows based on comic books. Let's
1: hear it for the boys!
0: <laughs> you know what? I actually—I never take advantage of the fact that, like, I have you two as co-host, and I could get like an insight into what Boys Night is. Like, what yes, is it? So boys
2: few night? podcasts give an insight into what it's like to be a man, and so Somebody, this is—I'm
0: giving you the space to finally let you so- do this your classic
1: boys night you order the wings you order your slices oh we're eating so many
2: wings and slices
1: you drink your whiskey you grab your boys by the shoulders and just weep about mistakes you've had since high school You,
2: (laughs) you grab a handful of wings and then uh drop them and then you grab your boys by the shoulder and you be like oh man i just covered you in buffalo sauce and i'm sorry but boys
1: you start most sentences with, I've never told anybody this and, and reveal an embarrassing secret. And they're like, dude, you told me that last week, two <laughs> months ago, a couple years ago, but it's okay.
2: You dude, point I'm over. He's telling me. You're at a bar and you point to that corner. You are like, uh, that bitch I fucked last year can't dance. And then you start dancing. And then in the corner, there is nobody there. You pointed to no one because you probably never had sex. And dimartial. then you start crying while dancing at the same time. <laughs>
1: The key boys most night. Of it, I, I think boys night and you sh- you scream boys night a lot but yeah it's mostly mixing crying and some sort of physical activity.
2: And this is what it's like until one thirty. At 1:30, sun made raisins and then the raisin boxes get pulled out and then we just start pouring raisins on each other. I eat them, Mike eats them, I'm feeding Mike, Mike's feeding me, we're feeding each other. It's raisin time. We're raisin hell, guys. We're raisin hell. Nah.
0: Well, it is actually everything I thought that would happen, especially the raisins. I would have, like, I should have written that down on a board so I could hold it up and, like, let you know that I called raisin time for boyfriends.
2: I'm sorry, Cassie. I find grapes too plump and juicy, and I'm intimidated by them. <laughs> Give me a box of raisins. Give
1: it wrinkly and dry.
0: <laughs> That's our motto here.
2: But Take I that mean, fruit away that looks like my left nut and make it look more like my right nut. <laughs> wrinkly and I'm dry. Happy.
1: Do you guys think if the Cowboys Boys night. came back and made a cover album of new metal songs, they'd call it Raisin Hell?
2: Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs>
1: Thanks for being supportive Boys' Night. <laughs> Cassie- <laughs> Boys' Night.
2: Most yeah, Boys' no, Nights it. end with Mike saying something that where we all just sheepishly drive drunkenly away from the parking lot.
0: <laughs> I could see that, but I, like I did, I'm glad I gave you guys the space now because we do have to switch it. It can no longer be about Boys' Night because it's about my fucking <clears throat> witches. Men's coming up. Day. <laughs> no no men's day It's about the witches Because for the main event we'll be talking about Sabrina But before that we're going to do a draft It's bullpen time And I know normally I always come with like These really thought out, fun, entertaining bullpens But this week
2: okay. I decided I'd
0: let Ryan give it a shot So okay, okay Ryan um, okay. You know what, let's see what this Ryan bullpen is like Go for it, tell us what you have today
2: I realized that tonight, because we're doing Sabrina tonight, and so I realized that they work in a morgue, and then they were like, isn't that crazy? We work in a morgue just like six feet under. And a lot of shows and movies take place around the dealing with dead people. Not just our shows, which do a lot, but also other shows as well. So I was thinking, what if we could each try to draft a four-person team of people who deal with dead people?
1: And and, and in your classic dead body crew you're looking for the brains the mm-hmm. brawn the flyer the uh, li- just like what you'd look like for an, an x-men team I
2: think. yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically God. yeah the jean gray the jubilee
0: the sparkler 100 percent.
2: shit i want jubilee so bad but we already have a sparkler what the fuck what team is built around the sparkler anyway yeah cassie what's the draft order
0: the draft order let's go i'm gonna do ryan me mike
1: and we're going Serpentine?
0: Serpentine, of course. Proper draft. A proper draft, good a chap. T- a proper draft about dead bodies, of course.
2: And we're building a TV show. We're not, bu- we're not building a funeral home. We're building a TV show cast. And so...
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are.
2: <laughs> With that in mind, I, there's no other choice but to not stray away from our shows but to stick in that realm... And go with one Olivia Moore, Gosh. the medical examiner Darn it. from one of Superhero Show Show's favorite shows of all time, iZombie. This person not only is a brilliant genius, who is a hell of a chef, by the way. They don't talk about how <laughs> once you get fucking zombie brain, you also know how to cook all the best foods in all the best ways. But come on, Rose MacGyver. I mean, her last name is basically MacGyver. Which means yeah. she can do and anything. She is
1: that's how you describe her acting? She takes all these little things and makes it wonderful. She's a national treasure, and that nation, of course, is Australia.
2: Look, I don't know if my funeral home has like the best representation up front, right? Like, you need that person in the suit and the tie who's going to be like, "Here's the best casket you could buy." <laughs> <A> Dracula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but can I would like. I want live more to be underground, looking at those bodies, poking them, and turning yeah. them into food. So live more, Cassie.
0: Okay, all right. That is a strong. Not just attack. my pick, but
2: a fucking, it, it's my motto to you. Cassie, live more.
0: Wow, Ryan, that fucking changed me as a person. And I'm glad that I knew there would probably be a fight over her, and I'm glad that that instantly happened. So I'm glad. Thank you for that. Do I, and now I'm up next, so I just give you like my, whoever I want to throw out there.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, way to nail down how a draft works, but yeah, it's hey, your turn I'm and then you say the words. Yeah, that's She's how it works.
1: Obviously holding the hand of the listeners who have never heard a draft, which means they've never uh, heard an episode uh, of our show. Sorry.
2: But yes, <laughs> yes Cassie, it is, right. is your turn.
1: Cassie we would never doing... instantly forget how a draft
0: <laughs> works. Um And we did we clarify this can be anywhere in pop culture? Like just as long as it's pretty much known. Are these the qualifications?
2: Sure, yeah. So the two big rules is that it's anywhere in pop culture, so pr- uh, sprays to all fields, and that I cannot pick anybody from iZombie again. iZombie Great. is done for me.
0: Great. So that all these questions were me stalling, because I'm not going to need that much time to explain like what my pick is, because I'm going to throw it out there, and it's going to be a slammy D. It's going to need no, no explanation. I'm bringing Grave Digger the monster truck, and he is going to dig the graves. Shit. So um, thank you for the time. Thank you for this opportunity uh i will now pass it to mike
2: you can I mean, take the girl out of riverside <laughs> but you cannot take the riverside out of the girl
1: and that, that means only bigfoot the monster truck is left right <laughs> yeah.
2: well no uh, we, we all get to select our own death-based <laughs> monster trucks but cassie can not pick a second one
1: i i well i also want to get my gravedigger out of the way because i think there's there's actually not that many of them and uh I, I think they, there's a bad stereotype of the grave diggers that they're like big and smelly and brooding and maybe made of monster flesh, uh, and mine's not that. He he's quick, he's smart, he uh, he's there to make fun of everybody. It's Igor, played by one Marty Feldman from Young Frankenstein.
0: Is this this seems like a sophisticated pick, and I'm uh. bummed that it followed Grave Digger.
2: No, I think I that you're right, Cassie. I think that Mike wanted all of us to be like, "Ooh, <laughs> looking, good pick." This is from
1: Mel Brooks' movie. How is it sophisticated? Mm. Uh,
2: you, but like, I think that you tried to go for a steal here, and it just didn't work, man. That, this is a bad first-round pick.
1: Mm-hmm. Ouch! You
0: know, put some like creativity into it. Like, put a monster all truck right. in there.
1: Can I, I? It's my turn again. Yes. Yeah. are, so are you different? gonna are you gonna uh,
2: give are you gonna give Igor a monster truck?
1: We've talked about we've talked about how you need that, that man in front, that person in front, uh to, to shake hands, sell the coffins. For in Ryan's head it's always a, a vampire. Uh you need an undertaker, and uh I can't think of a better undertaker than one, the undertaker. Okay. He keeps so, trying to go yeah, away. There, it is. there uh, it is. but since the nineties he, he keeps on coming back. He's gonna be there in his the crow type makeup.
2: You guys understand <laughs> that I pick somebody yeah. who is good at this job, right?
1: So did we
0: that's, that's fucking good.
2: Listen. And then, and then you guys pick trucks and wrestlers. I can't, I can't believe the white trash fucking bullshit podcast I'm on. Listen, All right, Mike, you got the Undertaker. Do
0: you, what do you want to watch a show about? Like, if it has fucking wrestlers and monster trucks, we're gonna bring in more people. Also, I'm coming for the ratings.
2: I gotta oh, say I'm that, that right you. now. I have lived more. I have lived more, and that's awesome for my show. But right now, Mike's poster has Igor sizing up the Undertaker. <laughs> Igor from or Igor from Young Frankenstein sizing up the Undertaker and that's not bad. That's not bad. That's Cassie, good. it's your turn.
0: All right. So now we're uh, picturing my poster, I just want you guys. I'm gonna go for the morgue worker on this one, and uh, this is this is my front man. This is the person I want, like, kind of greeting you and like just kind of welcoming you into the space and making you feel comfortable. And when I think of that, I immediately, obviously, go to Bebo. Because he's there, and he's going to give great hugs as soon as the families like come in. Like you know, they're bummed; they got to pick a casket and stuff. And like Bebo's going to be there to comfort them. His fur is going to be a good little like tissue for them. There's no way this is. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, absolutely not. We
0: bathe him afterwards. Okay, he takes a bath. He's going to be clean for each family that comes in.
2: Cassie, we are talking about people who have done this work, and you guys so far have been doing a bad job of it. Because the Undertaker and the Gravedigger, in name only, do this no. job. But Bebo, what the, what are we, Mike, are we accepting this?
1: She. Well, I mean, we can accept it. She just is fine with losing. No matter what, Cassie's <laughs> yes. always going to try to draft Bebo.
0: Bebo has to come in there. I don't understand why Show he's a, bad a minute pick.
1: of Bebo ever doing this work, Cassie. <laughs> All he's ever done is fight demons.
0: So the place will be protected. He's also a security guard. Will he take security guard?
1: Yeah, his snot-covered fur will also
0: <laughs> I think I'm doing really good at this. Do you want to like try to follow that up, Ryan?
2: Yeah. No, I think I can. Um, my next one is Dan Aykroyd as Henry Shit. Sultanfuss from My Girl, uh, a person who actually did this job mm. <laughs> and also single-handedly raised a daughter because his wife died, his, her mom died. Yeah. That's and
1: what got him into the business,
2: I think. He probably killed her. He probably <laughs> put so many bees into her vagina that she died.
1: Whoa. Yeah. Whoa now. Why specifically there?
2: I don't know. That's You would have to ask him that.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah. We will. So I have lived more underneath making this stuff uh, cool. And then Henry Sultanfuss, somebody who murdered his wife by putting bees in her v- vagina, according to Mike. And he's up front. <laughs> Um, saying everything's going to be okay. So Dan Aykroyd up front
1: with his heinous murder, is he?
2: As, <laughs> no, no. I, it's not heinous murder, Mike. It's the other way around.
1: Oh.
0: I feel like Ryan went for... I didn't get the rules that it was they should have been
1: in this position. Well, that's clear. That's clear, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad we're that.
2: here. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go down a couple steps, I think. No, you know what? I'm going to go for my next one, and it's Bernie. It's Jack Bernie Black from, from Bernie. Bernie. It's Bernie from the movie Bernie. I think that between my three people, Bernie, Livmore, and Henry Solzenfuss, that they're going to be able to handle a funeral. And sure, there's a funeral home down the street that has Gravedigger the monster truck and Bebo the <laughs> giant blue bear that is going to be, we're going to be in steep competition. But no, I'm going to go with Jack Black from Bernie for my uh, third pick. And now you guys talk about that pick and how bad it was, I guess.
1: One of his best roles, um, for sure. And definitely, I mean, we're trying to make shows. Finally, he there's interest in chemistry now. I don't know how much chemistry there was just to watch uh, a bee murderer and live more. But now Bernie's there. And so him and Liv can bounce off of each other. That'll be fun. Uh, everybody's kind of fucked up in a different way. I'm into it. And Jack Black, his yeah, he- treasure.
0: And you kind of did bring in the entertainment factor. Like, I picture him always wanting to sing a song or some shit. So that could be, It really switches it up, makes it more of a sitcom vibe for him.
2: All right. So, yeah, just so far, uh, Rose Rose McIver, Dan Aykroyd, Jack Black. Not bad. Cassie, I hesitate to ask Mm -hmm. this question, but uh, what do you have next?
0: All right, so since we're all passing out notes to each other here, and you guys want me to put in people who fucking do these jobs. On I'll slot. T-
2: On, <laughs> slot.
0: <laughs> On slot. On um, slot. No, I'm going to go for the medical examiner, and uh, I'm going to put Ambrose there, because it's obvious that he, he does do this job, he does touch the bodies, and also he can get in touch with the dark dark arts, and like, I feel like it's very helpful to just resurrect the bodies and straight up like ask them what happened to him. And that's like a way better way to handle this. So we're going to be efficient in this. We're going to have comfort, efficiency, and just like kick-ass monster truck.
2: Hey, Mike, for two years, I have been talking to you. We've been talking to each other about how Ambrose is clearly the best part of the show. Um, I I think this is kind of a steal in the third round. Yeah,
1: I, I think nobody... In my head, it was parenthetical. Well, Sabrina's the show we're talking about, so don't be a brat and pull from that show. And yes. I, I, just, I forgot the honorless... People we play with. It doesn't seem like Ambrose has changed. Like the first season, he was kind of like this, like, waste rule Lothario, and now he's like very good at what he yeah. does and is their voice yeah. of reason.
2: Just like this fucking slutty, handsome guy, and now he's like, holy shit, Sabrina, stop doing what you're doing. And he
1: has those goggles that have eight different, like, yeah. magnifications <laughs> zoom, zoom, on them zoom, zoom, to yeah. really see that dead skin.
2: But no, I think Ambrose is a perfect pick here because. Uh, there are other people that like. I mean, he doesn't run the morgue in the show, right? Like it's the ants, mm-hmm. but yeah. like, yeah, this is. There's no show that Ambrose is not going to kick your show up a level. Yeah. Yes.
0: So thank you for finally agreeing for one, even if I had to cheat to do it. It feels good. I think this is the only win I'll have. So thank you.
1: I, one. I also need my my person who, as Cassie so eloquently put it touches the dead bodies mm-hmm. and uh,
2: Mike. <laughs> these these are your last two what you're doing right now
1: yes um and i want to kick up the drama on my show as well and uh, a tried and true in mike's heart and mind actress who doesn't get enough play and a show that did not last nearly long enough uh in these kind of shows you got to keep it supernatural meryl uh, streep i'm going with true davies the star of true calling played by one eliza Dushku. Oh, how shit. does she solve the crimes as a mortician? She relives the day before with the corpse and gets to see. So it's, uh, it's kind of edge of tomorrow y, uh, sort of psychic uh, a, a, a little pushing Daisy Z. A little pushing Daisy Z. And everybody needs the douche in their life.
0: If I can say, though, they have to spend a whole day in this dead person's body. Like, I'm just saying, like, my team is very efficient, and it feels like yours is going like, to take a whole day for each one. That's well, it's not a
1: 24-hour show, Cassie, with the magic of editing. It happens very quickly. <laughs> no,
0: I think it's 24 hours, I believe.
1: Like the Truman Show? It's just on yeah. all the time.
2: <laughs> the True Davy Show?
1: Uh, and then my last person, because I, I do, I want to keep up kicking up the drama. And I, I, I don't think... Igor's kind of a reverse gravedigger he kind of goes out but there and mike can I, things.
2: can I ask you right now that you're thinking uh igor undertaker true davies are you trying to think like what will make this chemistry like fi- fully come together with your last yeah pick?
1: i think that the person like who will make who will bond the other three by being such a piece of shit they'll hate him like he'll he'll be the jerry of the show is uh peter sarsgaard from garden state you always need a drug dealing grave digger who nobody wants to really be around, who spouts off pseudo philosophical things who kids think is very wise, and then you get a little old and realize what a piece of shit that guy is.
2: Alright, not not uh incredible, like that was not super supportive of that character. But
1: But good for shows.
2: Yeah, it's good for shows. And we I got all, the SARS guard. Because we all still love Garden State as much as we always have to this date. You rhymed. Cassie, <laughs> you're up.
1: <laughs>
2: Cassie, right, you so- ha- you have Gravedigger, Bebo, and Ambrose.
0: Fuck, it's such a kick-ass team. That's a powerful team right there, if I've <laughs> ever seen. But I am I'm gonna take notes from Mike, and I guess I'll kick up the drama, as he said. And uh so I'm now gonna try to fill like the funeral director position, and this the guy, you know, like leading the processions and everything. So for this role you do want you want somebody charismatic, somebody who's just like can like pull anything together like even if the person's a piece of shit they'll have something good to say about them uh, if they can even like make the people cry while doing it like better also if they're hot that also helps so i'm gonna so, be
1: casting
2: good uh, eulogies
1: yes you think the funeral director has to give a eulogy for, well <laughs> for every uh, person would, every wouldn't person it be
2: nice that. if the funeral director had somebody to be like hey eulogy boy come over here do a eulogy
1: <laughs> yeah just tap in
0: Because not everybody, you can't just rely on the people who loved the person. Like, that's going to, it never goes well.
1: Love gets you. You should (laughs) not
2: rely on them, because they actually did not love that person.
0: Exactly. And this guy can act like he can. So I'm going to put in Lucifer or Tom Ellis, because I feel like he could kick ass at that job. He's got the charisma, he's got the looks, and um, he could pull it off.
1: Is this a roundabout way of saying, Lux, that club is so dead? And that's how he works in this kind of job before?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: All right. I, I'm going to go with Federico Diaz from Six Feet Under. I haven't done Six Feet Under yet. So, Federico Diaz, the person with the most talent in that uh, funeral home, is what Who's I will do.
1: Sick Michael C. Hallburn. Yeah. Tell so- us more about Federico Diaz.
2: Sorry, Dexter, but you're not making the list tonight. Uh, Federico Diaz was the person who actually like spray-painted these corpses in a way that made them look like they used to.
1: Shit. <laughs> could have done Kirsten Dunst from Drop Dead Gorgeous. God damn it.
2: Sure. Of course. Of course. We all could have done a lot of things. Jeez, we all could have had dancing. Bebo.
0: <laughs> Listen, we all could have put in a monster truck and only one of us capitalized on it, so...
2: All right, I'm a little nervous about doing this, but Cassie, as the host, here are here are your teams. <laughs> Ryan picked "Live More" from My Zombie, Henry Sultanfuss from My Girl, Bernie from Bernie, and Frederick Diaz from Six Feet Under. Cassie chose Gravedigger, a monster truck, Bebo <laughs> from Legends of Tomorrow, Ambrose from. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the teenage witch, and Lucifer slash Tom Ellis from Lucifer, and then Mike's team is Igor, Igor from Young Frankenstein, uh, the Undertaker from Wrestling, uh, True Davies from the show True Calling, and uh, Peter Garden State from the movie Garden State.
0: All right. And these are these are all solid teams. I think they're all equally at the same standing, so it's going to be hard to pick. Uh, Ryan, you did make a very well-formed team and a team that I think is probably good at their job. And that was a good technique, but uh, I'm not here for it. And Mike, I feel like you hit a good middle ground of like, they're probably good at their job, Hmm. but you did also come for like the ratings and you brought in the Undertaker and you have just a little enough twist on it. I do see here your two that mine probably is a little too wild. And I think I lost it with Bebo right in the second pick is probably where it went bad for me. So I'm going to go. I think Mike got this. Mike has the best team.
2: Absolute bullshit. Uh, Folks... (laughs) Folks, I'm here on the I'm, I'm here on the ground floor, and all of the audience is rioting right now. <laughs> They're climbing in to the Pop Filter Studios, rioting because of the absolute bullshit that has been done. I am mm-hmm. unbiased, and I am just saying that they are uh, violent and correct.
0: Just speaking for the people, but I'm telling you, ratings are more important than that. Uh, but we do have to get going. We got to go to our main event and talk about Sabrina. <laughs> In episodes two and three of the fourth season of Sabrina, Greendale continues to fight against the eldritch terrors, the uninvited, and the weird in their retrospective episodes. Meanwhile, Hilda is getting married, Sabrina becomes a swim fan to ward off loneliness, and Roz isn't cunning. She's weird. Taste buds, I ask you this. How was the last season of Sabrina the show balancing the character the character drama versus the hellish plot?
2: Uh, okay, so good question, Cass. And... Thank you. I will start with this the the plot is clear right we Thank
1: have chair every week
2: we have eight episodes left. we have eight villains to defeat hmm shall we have a TV show
1: <laughs>
2: the character <laughs> drama <laughs> is what like, is hard though because the character like it's so hard to not be cringed out by everything about the show at all times and I'm not talking about in a riverdale way which I enjoy the cringe this is a cringe show that like I'm just cringed out the uh, the acting, the dialogue, all of it makes me fucking fucked up.
1: See, I felt that way. Like, I've been pretty down on the show since the beginning. And there's something about it that I'm all about the three episodes that we've watched so far.
2: I know what uh, it is. Because we're talking about Kirna Shipka. But are we Kierna shipping Mike and Sabrina? That's That's and, what he wants us to do.
1: <laughs> no, but as part of you, like, are these two Sabrinas ever going to get together? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> right. She's a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> uh, uh-
0: <laughs> it does have, like, this season I'm more with Mike because it was, for some reason, I felt like they found a better balance with this one. Like, the previous season, it was two off the walls, but I think it has a good balance between, like, the insane Riverdale vibe because straight up we have, like, two Sabrinas. Like, there's problems in hell. Like, that's very, like, Riverdale vibes. And then we do have a clear plot where, like, they told us where they're going and they have, like, there is no... They can't get too wild with that. And I am appreciating that aspect.
2: Well, let me ask you guys this. Okay, let's let's pull the curtain back a little bit. I watched all three episodes. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you guys to watch all three of these episodes? Like, if it was three Riverdale episodes, I would have bounced them out in three hours, no problem. Shut the fuck up, phone, wife, everything. I'm watching Riverdale. It took me a solid six days to get through these three episodes of like, I don't fucking care. I don't. What are we? What are we? I just have to watch. It's it's basically like watching three hours of TikTok, but you can't even watch somebody else doing TikTok. It's just the cringiest, most awkward bullshit.
1: I want to dig into that, what you mean by cringe, because I, I, I don't see the, the TikTokification of it. Uh, At all, except for the uh, no band should ever have three singers who pass off verse by verse. It's never gonna look cringe. And (laughs) hey, adults, don't have your nieces or kids' friends' band play your wedding. It's never gonna turn out well. I know the wedding got interrupted by like a Beauty and the Beast uninvited type bitch, but
2: but all she was uh, doing is interrupting the wedding so as for the band not to. Yeah, destroy the wedding. Going. It was awful. I think this might have been in the first episode, but um, of the of this fourth part, it's not a season, it's a part. But it's Sabrina and Sabrina dancing with each other. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How am I supposed what? to? What? Oh my goodness. Well, and her acting, her acting prowess is such that, like, hey, I I think that this is stylized, but I don't know what stylized is, and I don't know what not stylized is. And I can't do it anymore, Mike. I can't fucking do it.
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't know yet. Like when she like waxes poetic about Alien to the guy, even though Alien's a dope movie. I get when he's like, uh, "He said I thought it was boring, so he sucks." But really, he's like, "I think this conversation is boring." Because it's not like she's adding to the conversation about Alien. But uh, I don't know the, the, the the wackiness of how they're like. Well, the world will end maybe every day this week. But I'm also very lonely. <laughs> like And there's something about that that, that that hooked me in.
2: That's pretty cool. I, I do like that notification of like, hey, I understand that the, the world might end every day this week. And also, here's a new monster every day this week. And also, we're not friends anymore because we're growing apart from each other every day this week. So there is a little bit of madness going on, but... I, I think it's just her. I think it's Sabrina's performance yeah. that drives she's, me insane. She's
1: not a great actress. Uh, they've figured out Harvey by just giving him pretty little to do. They, they, they've just stuffed enough. Like, if you're ever bored with the character of than Sabrina, wait 15 seconds and you're going to be in a different batshit plot line mm-hmm. and it'll be okay. Like, I, I liked that a lot. And... I haven't seen enough of Lucifer. Like, I might go back how much I'm enjoying the season. He's given real Michael Palin from Brazil vibes. Every time we see him, just like a normal guy who every once in a while cackles evilly.
0: Lucifer, I'm excited for him to get more screen time. We haven't... I don't think in the previous episodes, him. I remember, we get too much of him. But it looks like he's getting more of a role in this one. But I'm with I'm with you, Mike. I feel like it's the... The plot is what's kind of holding it together for me. It is... That main actor, like the acting, is garbage in most of it. But I think it is moving fast enough to kind of just like distract me enough. I guess that could be the TikTok thing. Like it's just all kind of coming on the screen so fast. I guess
1: but he, you have a clay demon who cuts off his balls to prove he loves somebody. Like Come this show on. is <laughs>
0: <laughs> what more could you want?
2: And like, look, I'm not like sure. I'm not into the bullshit shows that you guys are into. I like shows like. Uh, Riverdale and Beverly Hills, nine hundred two and and The OC, where like we actually get to see what it's like to be a teenager. Okay, this one's a little bit different for me. Like I have to suspend my disbelief, and it's hard for me that like it would be this crazy. But they try to do the teenage stuff at the same time as they're doing the 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 supernatural stuff. And are you guys actually intrigued by this? Are you guys actually like I can't wait to see what happens next with this? Yeah,
1: I, I think what what I like is that it seems to be playing with the show because so often the main character of a show is just like, I'm lonely. Like Harry Potter's like, I, nobody understands me. And then there's Ron and Hermione. They're like, you're okay, Harry. And Sabrina tried to pull that shit too. And Roz is like, you little shit. You've uh, left yeah. us for the last three years. Are you fucking kidding me? If you're lonely, it's because you dropped everybody. Because she does. She's like, I don't want to be at human high school. I want to be at the witchcraft high school. And then she's there and she's like, no, I don't want to be at witchcraft. I want to go there. So she, it's obviously personal issues. And she keeps going to someplace else or a different group of friends and trying to blame other people for her issues. I think that's, in all the insanity, that is super realistic and not often done.
2: Okay, yeah. So, yeah, if this show is all about how there is no Kelly, there is no Donna, there is no Brian Austin Green, it's there's just only Zool. It's, <laughs> there's only Zool. <laughs> what if <laughs> Zool is trying to enter high school right now, trying to feel what it's like to be a freshman? But uh, if it's only just Brenda, if it's only just Shannon Doherty, which is what we've had the whole time, right? Of just like this very selfish, very self concerned person. Trying yeah, to feel what it's she's like. She's
1: the star of a show, and mm. everybody else is constantly like, "You jerk."
2: And we we watched a lot of an ABC sitcom. Do you guys remember that? No. About no. the same character. You guys don't remember that?
1: Oh yes, uh. yes, 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 yes. Where? But of course.
2: The whole thing was she will be the best person and solve every problem, and like no matter what, just be dope. And this is the opposite of like. Yeah. Here is the most selfish fucking dipshit that you have ever met in your entire life. I still like that.
1: And even Sabrina's double, morning, Sabrina Morningstar, who rules hell, even though Lucifer and Lilith, two adults who could clearly rule hell are there too. Uh, Morningstar tells Spellman, get your shit together. Just have fun. And she's her best secret bestie, so she's not mean about it. She's concerned, but she's like, your problems are yours. I do like that different people are telling that and Sabrina's constantly like, no, the kids are wrong. <laughs>
0: That is, like, there is, I think it's somewhat helping that, like, there is no redemption arc for her. Like, she's not going to get off, I think, with, like, doing all these terrible things. She kind of always does. But, like, currently she's, like, currently building her boyfriend, and there's no way that doesn't go terribly. Like, she's going to have to, like, straight murder that boyfriend or something. Like, there are some repercussions to these terrible acts that she's doing, and I think that's, like, giving me some sanity with her plot line.
2: Our listeners might already know this, but, like, does she just die? Do you guys want her to just die? Should yeah, Sabrina just die? And
1: everybody else's life just goes yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I would be fine with it, yeah. I if if we want to talk cheese, there is like Raza's storyline and I guess it's cool that she's getting like more is I know you think you're a human who sees the future and a psychic. Nope, you're a witch who has power. Like it's it's such a lateral move and the show's <laughs> acting like it's like don't don't dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There was a lot of playing up to it, but listen: what if they do kill Sabrina and then she's our new witch? I could watch her as a lead more than I the could watch. Chilling this Adventures
1: one. of Raz. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'd be probably more into that. Uh, we do have so there was that got revealed, and then we do have it's. T- these episodes are focusing on monster of the week or like we got an Eldridge terror of the week. The first one we saw was the Uninvited.
1: Uh, would you guys invite this fucker in? I am so sick of these monsters looking gross and smelling bad Oh, Cassie, this is gonna get bad
2: Beauty Beauty and
1: the Beast is so horseshit She sees the seven-year-old boy and she's like, can I come in? He says no So she curses this child and his entire staff fucked up This guy, he goes to a single mom who's just trying to give her daughter some macaroni and cheese and chopped up hot dogs And she's like, no, I'm sorry I'm here with my daughter So he kills her?
2: Okay, so... First of all, Mike is Cassie Mike is one of those people who uh when a homeless person says, "Hey, can I have a dollar?" he tapes one to his steel-toed boot and then kicks him in the ribs as hard as he can. Not true.
1: I give them fives.
2: Uh yeah, so uh, sorry, he tapes $5. But hey, mom, don't say, "Hey, please leave. My daughter's right behind me." Don't mention a daughter. Yeah. What are we doing here? That's bad parenting. Yeah.
1: Then you get a hostage situation.
2: But I love the yes. fact that that like we're just gonna move right like that that monster is gonna go right from like uh you didn't invite me in heart ripped out, that's <laughs> it, no matter what your heart's gone, but it's I in my like, hand
1: the problem with eight and that final season because you can't sit like half a season with each one is because he was like very lonely like ha- how they get out of the episode is sabrina proposes marriage to him but it's all to trick him and he seems legit happy the last thing he oh, says yes. to her is you broke my heart <laughs>
2: yeah. hey mike i have a question for you so we're gonna get Eldridge's, and uh, like it does feel like that we're gonna get genres right like it just feels yeah. like they're gonna like take their swing at all these genres episode yeah, got a
1: little bit of uh invader of the body snatchers the faculty
2: Episode 3 feels like uh, Lovecraft because there was tentacles. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Well, all of this is Lovecraft because Eldritch Terror comes from, like, the evils from the deepest parts of the cosmos. It's very Lovecraftian. But the tentacles, straight up, for sure. And this is, like, Invasion of Body Snatchers because this thing crawls inside of people and starts controlling them and changing them.
2: So what is is episode 2, then? What type of horror is that? It's it's not Slasher, is it? It reminds me of... The, yeah, the thing that reminds me of the most is an episode of Tales from the Crypt that we watched where Santa Claus is trying to get into the house.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's home invasion horror.
0: <laughs> but I guess, like, knowing that, like, that Lovecraft spin for the second one makes more sense because to me, like, the weird Eldritch Terror was, like, the weakest one like he was take obviously taken down the fastest but like weird just like kind of made things spin a bit and that's all we really saw from him and like then he was an octopus and they caught him like right away
1: that that even though it was interesting because the the point of view was lucas the new swim boy Mm -hmm. instead of sabrina but him being in the science room and everybody is frozen except Sabrina's whose neck is snapping and nose is bleeding saying creepy things to him. That was like a legit, like good little horror moment.
2: Uh, I mean, we, I guess, yeah, like th- that is important to talk about. Did, did these episodes offer good legitimate horror moments?
1: No. <laughs>
2: like- <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that was the closest, but not really. No, I, uh, if we have to go back to uh, the teenage drama of it all, did we did we like Octopus Boy or uh, Swimmer Man for Sabrina?
1: I I liked the swim fan. I've, I I liked that his reaction to seeing her weird tongue.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. No. He's
1: but just <laughs> trying to sprint out every door possible.
2: That was legit. But like, she has dated so many more interesting dudes than that dude.
1: Has she? Because she dated Harvey
0: and Nick <laughs> Nick
2: Scratch Nicholas yeah. Scratch.
0: That's what she's hit two extremes. And now this guy, I don't know what's going to be up with this guy. And I'm really just looking forward to, like, as soon as that the boyfriend she's making comes in, like, that's all I want to see. I just want to see what so, that turns out like. I th-
1: i think you're forgetting end. So, yeah, she makes this, like, wax figure that's supposed to be the best parts of Harvey and Nick. So Nick's balls, Harvey's for long. Uh, <laughs> and she, she goes and has these weird visions in the tub with it. But she said, no, no, no. I need to figure out who Sabrina is on my own. Is and that me, not Brady. the swimmer? so she's no 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 that i think it was supposed to make us think it was right but he leaves before she drains it so okay i think it's i actually think we're talking about some sloppy show writing because for a while i thought it was a swimmer too but it's not at all
2: uh, uh, good because that's that the show the swimmer guy was like oh what is that boys and berries uh once in a while my mom would eat boys and berries it's like oh, cool dude I, and then there's like, the other
1: two doofuses there's witchcraft doofus and high school doofus High school doofus doesn't like aliens. Witchcraft doofus is just... Uh, just. Uh, his name is Marvin, and that's all you need to know.
2: Right. But I think that what she's really doing is saying, like, I love Harvey, I love Nick. Yeah. They're both with people right now, so I'm fucked.
1: It's incredibly high school to be like, then I'll always be alone. Her drunken toast was very funny, and she started it with, like, a drunken thumbs up to her friends. <laughs> I- uh, she thinks that it, she's like, I'm the spinster. Girl, you're 16.
2: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> she is sixteen going on seventeen. Can we talk about that? About the fact that like that was her go-to song is from *The Sound of Music*. I am sixteen going on seventeen, wh- while they're performing brain surgery on her—not brain surgery, body surgery.
1: Right. I-, I think it was to. It was a very like it's to show how her Nick can connect because when she loses the red, he picks it up and it's like I yeah. What
2: What's would uh... I? Know?
1: Zoomer is super into sound of music.
2: What would our songs be, guys? If this is important because this might happen to us. What is the song that you would pick, Cassie? Because me and Mike would pick it up and sing it with you.
0: Uh, just for while I'm getting like surgery.
2: Yeah, there's one answer for all three of us.
0: Oh man, uh, it would I got have it. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's "Sugar We're Going Down" by Fall Out Boy.
2: Incorrect. Mike? That's
1: a good second. Uh, I think uh, when we were all young boys, our fathers, they took us into the city to see Mm -hmm. Black Parades.
2: Incorrect. It is Anthem Part 2.
1: You're just trying to make Anthem Part 2 everybody's song, but it's not. (laughs) It's so obviously. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right, guys. We are almost out of time. What? No. So before we do leave, I just do want to know, Ryan, it sounds like you are definitely out from this. But Mike, are you in for another episode?
1: I totally am. I think it, I think it's it's fun. It's campy, and most importantly, nothing else is on. So I'm I'm in until it's done.
0: <laughs> I feel like I want to give it another shot. I it's got my attention enough, and I, I I want to see where it goes. I've already put in three hours of it, so at this point, why not finish the rest? Also, five more. What is that? Five more in life. Come on, I can do it. Um, if you do want to watch Sabrina, it is on Netflix. You should be watching it a week by week with us. Uh, coming up next is x Tasmania. <laughs> We are back, and I know I said it would be coming up to some X but I'm actually getting a live interruption here. We gotta go to a live feed of our coverage of the fourth season of the Incredible Hulk.
2: Oh I yeah, guess this is so crazy. I have a website based on the fourth season of The Incredible Hulk. It's called, and can I quote, and I hope that you all write this down geocities.4563.incredible.4599445.hulk.452. dot incredible dot four five nine nine four four five dot hulk dot four five two and could everybody go to that website, please?
1: Oh, for you're, sure. You're quoting the name of your own website. I don't think you have to say "end I quote." I know you didn't ask for advice <laughs> oh, right, but I'm when sorry TV right now.
2: "End quote." I did not end that quote. There
1: okay, it is. There. First piece of advice: always end your quote. Second piece: you don't have to quote yourself.
0: And Ryan what was- do I get
2: to a- Yes, Cassie.
0: I did like I typed it in right now. I was definitely following that and I can I don't know what you're trying to do with this website. I'm assuming you made this and I just got to tell you it looks like garbage, my friend.
2: Well, do you notice how that like it looks like that there's a, a black background and that all the letters that I wrote on the website are also black?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't like so, that? No, it didn't really. And they're pop. moving. They're shifting left to right. Like, yeah. The letters are each dancing. It, I, it, it's isn't it fun? Illegible.
0: And I love how searchable your title is. I think that's going to help you a lot, and I—it's going to help that nobody can find this. I think that's a good mix.
2: Well, Cassie, I don't know what the fuck to do then.
1: Well, I think you should definitely not handle this on your own, right, Cass?
0: One hundred percent. You are going to need to call in some professionals. I think somebody to grab your hand and show you what you need to do with this website, or just do it for you.
1: Yeah, if if, if you are determined in your classic ryan-like way to do it yourself i I think you need somebody who can provide like tools training templates maybe so you're not creating something from scratch like drag and drop tools custom templates fields that are easy to edit because your html code here sucks
0: super garbage and like if our friends our friends over at cybersprout i just gonna Point you towards them because they have this. Easy- yeah, just
1: say I don't know why we were being called before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to like. I don't want to keep leading you. I need you to like call them up right now. Call up Cybersprout. They're going to make it where if you want to get your hands in there, it is easy to manage, and they can like put it in. There's edit custom fields, custom templates, drag and drop tools. Ryan, did you hear drag and drop tools?
2: Drag and drop. That's what my favorite type of dragon is.
1: Same. And uh, call them Ryan, I guess by going to cybersprout.net they are your partner for the digital world
2: thanks guys bye
0: (laughs) (laughs) welcome to eggs tasmania bitch a mini show with hey
2: cassie cassie i'm sorry yeah do you mind do you come in do you mind if we have a new intro to this
0: Oh yeah, if you got this, go ahead and go for it, Ryan This seems like
1: the perfect time to do this
2: I'm sorry, Cassie, but it felt like you only had You brought to the game Five cellos And I'm gonna bring eight
1: Could always use three more cellos Cello. Now, should we respectfully quietly listen yeah shut Cassie, the fuck up fair song. enough ryan recorded all eight pieces
0: <laughs> he's so talented
1: i'm so pissed i didn't walk down the aisle at my wedding into this Still walk slow to it though, or do you speed it up? You walk, I mean. you speed up here, start speeding up there. <laughs> And it's actually me and my wife would sprint at each other like they do in the beginning of the show, right there.
0: <laughs> what a beautiful marriage!
2: And that was, of course, one person with eight cellos performing that. I thought that at one time, yes. At the same time, she's very good. Uh, she she runs very fast around eight shallows. Uh But I thought that because we were doing X Men and that just came out, we should probably listen. Oh, to that, that just came out. That just came out.
0: Man, it did get me extra hype. Another, I honestly like. I didn't know that song could hit harder than it does, and that one did. So I'm not even like that is a better intro than I can give. I'm just gonna tell you what happened on the episode we watched. Uh, It's part one of Days of Future Past, and we see an old Wolverine and Silver Fox Forge send former mutant hunter Bishop back in time to stop the assassination that creates a sentinel-controlled dystopia. In the past, aka the 90s, Bishop has to remember why he was sent back in time, try to kill the X-Men, convince them he's not crazy, and avoid Nimrod the Super Sentinel. All that and more on this show. And you guys, when we open it up, it is 2055 in New York. How did this time jump feel for you guys?
2: God damn it, did you hear what Cassie just said? This was all in 22 minutes.
1: <laughs> 22 of the quickest minutes of my goddamn life. It's literally- this is, is, all- is the season of a lesser show.
0: <laughs> Every time I watch one of these, like it's just me furiously typing of like what all is happening. Yeah. I'm like, damn, this no. does not stop.
1: <laughs> we We meet Bishop as a villain towards Old Wolverine. And he becomes Wolverine's. Junior we beat Bishop as a second. villain
2: too. Old Wolverine. Sorry, Mike. Keep going.
1: Are you trying to Hamilton Days of Future Past? Well, yeah. I'm just
2: like at some point there's going to be a Hamilton version of Mike's life, and I want to have the lyrics ready. <laughs> Most
1: of it's about the cartoons I've watched. <laughs> I do like that in 2055. This the, the normal Sentinels have not gotten better. They are still very clutzy as fuck.
2: <laughs> like there could be the tiniest speed bump, and that Sentinel will trip all the way over itself.
1: And and so old Wolverine's hanging out with like these two young mutants. We're not we don't really supposed to know, even though one has Gambit like things and does the Gambit run up the wall. Uh, it is not Gambit. Uh, and Bishop is a I don't know what, what is. I don't want to say anything. Uh, offensive. But he's the he's a traitor mutant. He is a mutant working for the Sentinels hunting down other mutants.
2: Okay, uh, so uh Cassie, just so you know, what Mike wants to say is Uncle Tom. And also Cassie, what you don't know is that these two mutants that we meet are not in the comic books, right, Mike? Like we there's right. no I have no idea who they are. Okay. Right. They're just they're quick uh uh slightly powered people for this episode.
1: Uh to mostly die and then Wolverine is, is still out there and he has new X Men with Forge. Uh but Bishop Tracks them down to bring them to the Sentinels, and the Sentinels are like, We don't need you anymore. We're going to kill you too. And Bishop, just like, every well, what?
2: (laughs) This is like, uh, uh, Bishop at one point is like, Well, no, the Sentinels will always take care of me. Shut up, Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. They'll love Dude, mutants forever. You already
1: tattooed M on your eye. I don't know how well they're taking care of you.
2: That M is for mutant, by the way. So they basically branded you. But no, yeah, no, I'm sure they will totally take care of you. And then the second that they don't find Bishop important anymore, they're like, oh, let's kill him. We're sentinels. Oh my God, we fell over. I don't know how that happened. Oh, we're klutzy. <laughs> so
1: Bishop is. I was like, okay, I guess I'm part of the mutant resistance, even though I've dedicated my whole career to hunting them down, and they're going to send Wolverine back to stop all this. But Bishop, having just met them, says, no, you're too old. I'll stop the assassinate in the 90s. And instead of saying, who are you? Forge is like, he's right. <laughs>
0: That was my absolute favorite part. Like, I went back and watched that as he was like, This old decrepit dude who couldn't even do anything against me. Like, nah, I had him in a basket earlier, and now here he is breaking a hip. Like, I loved every moment of that.
2: I firmly feel that the reason that I hang out with the two of you is to give me this advice at whatever point I need this advice because (laughs) Bishop tells Wolverine this, and Wolverine looks at Forge, and you two are my Forge. And Wolverine's like, Am I too old? And Forge is like, "Yeah, bud, you are."
1: <laughs> we should. Wolverine should have known he's too old because uh, Nimrod we meet in the future hunts them down, and Wolverine says, "Party's over. Somebody invited Nimrod." When you're old, when you're using that kind of lingo in the middle of a fight, that you're you're, a, you're a fogey.
2: Oh, somebody invited kid and in play, but there is no more time for braid dancing in my leather bound pants.
1: Nailed it.
0: Nailed it. Ryan,
1: you're too old for a podcast.
0: (laughs) We do have, so, you know, uh, it doesn't... Also, his name is
2: Nimrod. What do you want from Yeah,
0: It's so good. What do you want? But yeah, Bishop actually gets sent on the mission, and he does get sent to the 90s, but because Nimrod, like, attacks in the middle, I think this is why he doesn't remember his mission, is that where he, like, messed up the time jump, and then bishop couldn't remember it's not
1: explained i love it's not explained is that part of also he just sees two metal panels when he before he jumps in and goes you rebels have a time portal like apparently this is a very common thing in 2055
2: also okay so when bishop falls through he jumps to the time jump and he goes right through the looney tunes that's all folks Um. right like it's just that uh circle uh mike i hesitate to ask you this question but um what is X-Men the Animated Series version of time travel? Like, when Wolverine notices Bishop and says, I recognize you, but why? What are we doing here?
1: I have no idea. Is it, like, echoes from the future? I don't know.
2: Is this is this Back to the Future time travel? Is this Bill and Ted time travel? Is this X-Men Days of Future Past the movie time travel? Do you know what we're doing here? Like, are we setting off... Or is this MCU time travel where we have different dimensions?
1: I don't think it's that one. That's overly complex for the show. It's probably back to the future back to the future time travel, but one of the most baffling things is young Wolverine recognizing a person he won't meet for 60 years. <laughs> is it more baffling? <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm not going to go out of order. But I have some things to say about the end of this episode.
0: Oh, it's wild. We do get so, you know, he jumps in there. He's trying to figure out what's going on. And then we get a weird jump where we go to jail where uh, uh-huh. is Rogue and Gambit are visiting Beast in his cell. Like the weirdest visitation I've ever seen where they let them into the Wh- cell. No, uh, it's not Yeah, special
1: visit.
2: It's not an official visit. There's no way that they were uh, legally allowed into that cell.
1: Because Beast just bends the bars. That's not how a normal <laughs> visit ends. But they just decided, they, they went into an old bookstore. Also- Gambit says, the best way to shop for Beast is get the dustiest book nobody would want to read.
2: How about this shit, motherfucking Gambit? At least Beast knows how to read. You fucking stinky, hillbilly, Cajun fuck. He can't read a single book until but- he's making fun of Beast for knowing how to read
1: they're in this jail cell obviously illegally and then Gambit's like we should leave I want to leave and gets Beast to let him out and Rogue's like what's up with that and he's like I think our friend might have had a past Gambit talks about thieving all the oh, time <laughs> he's what do you been mean? in jail before might have had a past
2: look of I course. don't I don't think we can uh, like break Gambit out of his whole thing about being in cages and how prison is hard we should teach Gambit how to read like the amount yeah. he makes fun of Beast about reading books like that's a sign folks He is illiterate.
1: That was the totally okay bullying method instead of making fun of the illiterate bully. I
2: can't made fun of people who could read. Cassie, I can't tell you how many posters I had in my uh, on the walls of my school where it said, Don't know how to read, cool with me, gambit. (laughs) Gambit likes playing cards. And then it was
0: just so uplifting. Uh, so, you know, we have this visitation going on and then we cut to Bishop and he finally remembers what his mission is, which is he has to stop the X-Men from, like, doing the assassination, what? apparently.
2: he
1: Well, yeah, he just hears some kids say assassin because they run by with a Punisher assassin video game and they just say assassin. He goes, that's right. I'm here to kill the X-Men. It's like, <laughs> wait, you know you don't remember a lot of what you're doing. You should probably pump the brakes on what you're about to do. No.
2: Yeah, no. I love his whole, like... His his whole thing of, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Ah, I'm going to do it anyway. Here we go, baby. Not
0: only does and he when- just jump to it, he finds a bus, steals uh-huh. a bus, and just runs it into the mansion or the school. Oh, <laughs> and
1: anytime Bishop does anything, a great – somehow both electric guitar and Western music at the same My time. <laughs> <first Yo. plays. laughs> the,
2: I love the music. Every time Bishop does anything, like, even if he puts salt on his pepper – B- the music behind Bishop is like, wah, wah, Old West music. Uh, and guys, steals? the thing I have to ask you is that Wolverine kept calling him a rookie. But if Bishop is just a rook, then isn't he just a pawn?
1: And that's all the time we have for today's X-Test <laughs> No, Mike, is-
2: you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> Cassie has to say that.
1: Uh, Bishop, when he runs that bus into the mansion, uh, he jumps out and screams assassins for the future and then screams for the future three more times in this 15 second fight.
2: (laughs) All right. I know that there's a lot of, uh, people on parlor who need to hear this information right now, but if you jump out of a bus screaming an assassin at a government building, it's not going to go well. Like that's not (laughs) the best way to handle things.
0: But it, uh, yeah, it didn't go, go well for uh, him on this one because actually Jubilee does a stop on him for some reason. Like in the future, I don't know if they don't have fireworks or what it is.
2: My girl <laughs> Jubilee, Jubilee did the stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jubilee stops this attack.
1: Uh, and Cyclops is like ready. Cyclops and Wolverine, again, at a rare time, they're agreeing. They're like, let's just kill him because their morals <laughs> are out the window. And Professor X, in a weird, selfish... Way says, killing him won't answer any of my questions. It's not like we're all concerned here.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. I would love for him to die, but (laughs) I have more questions.
1: Yeah. And then.
0: Normally Wolverine. it's always like uh, you got to stop him. Like we don't murder, and he's straight up just like I have. I need to know some things.
1: <laughs> Once I get my answers, you guys can do whatever you want to this future man. And Wolverine is like, that was crazy, but he's definitely not from the future. And Jean grabs him by the shoulder and she's like, no, he's genuine. And the smile they drew on this cartoon Wolverine, yeah. is so simpy and cuck. <laughs> it's so gross and weird.
2: <laughs> Wolverine is every commenter on TikTok. Everything that Jean Grey says. He just cannot wait to fucking comment as soon as possible.
0: (laughs) All right. So we do have, you know, once they like attack him, calm him down, they put him, they do put him in cerebral. And that's when all of a sudden after seeing like these flashes of the future, which is fucked up, they're like, now we must help him apparently. And that's all it takes to get them on his side.
2: And then we get to go to our fight, right? We get to go yes. to our fight. Nimrod.
1: Nimrod against, comes
2: uh, against I guess a villain named Nimrod. What the fuck?
1: And, and this is, again, why they suck, even the ones who are very... Uh, Nimrod goes in, and Storm is instantly buried in rocks instead of being like, our best friend and strongest teammate was just crushed.
2: No, that like, is oh, not how what how Scott Summers says. Mike, what he does says, Scott Summers say? Storm's
1: claustrophobic. I'd be like, she's probably brain hemorrhaged. But no, no, no. Storm's claustrophobic.
2: But that's not just friends. it. He says... <laughs> he says, Storm is claustrophobic, and Nimrod knows it. <laughs> he says that Nimrod has future a... Future robot. <laughs> How powerful is this robot?
1: <laughs> and uh, Jean, once again, knocked out immediately. Nobody deals oh, sure. about... She's afraid of being knocked out. They're fine with that.
2: Nimrod, um, or I'm sorry, uh, we're not talking about Jim- Nimrod. Jean Grey grabs a brick out of nowhere, slams it against her head, and falls to the ground. <laughs> And then we all have to go save Jean Grey.
1: But none of this happens before. Wolverine can say, check please. Time portal, give me a break. All of those are super dumb in 90s. But did I do that? In the right order, he wants it to be.
0: Wolverine, oh, I've never liked him until that exact moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they did. Okay. So they- yeah, go for it, Ryan. Nope, all you. <laughs> All right. They do have they do have a battle and they let Storm back in it and that's how they init- they finally take down uh Nimrod is they do free
2: I'm sorry Cassie, I'm confused. Was the battle going to shit until they let Storm into it and then Storm fucking handled it immediately? <laughs> yeah. Is this the episode that we watched?
0: Yeah, for once that's what happened. That's exactly how it went down. Uh, So, yeah, they freeze them, kill them, and then we go back, and at the very end, we learn, once they're all, like, connected and everything, that's when Gambit and Rogue come back from their little jail visit, and we see that, uh, you know who the traitor was all along? Gambit. The
2: smelly Cajun? Yeah, yeah, no, of course it's the stinky homeless guy, and he walks in with the perfect words of, like, no, you're probably wrong. I'm handsome and stinky.
1: <laughs> but he's got, yeah, that good kind of sex stink. But before that, before Gambit walks in, Bishop is like, it could be any of you. And even though they don't oh, know what's going shit, on, Scott yeah. stands up and says, it couldn't be Gene. <laughs> and even Gene looks on, like, come on, buddy. <laughs> it could be me. <laughs> like, the guy from the future saying, it could be any of us. Shut the fuck
2: up. Gene Grace stood up and says, uh, I'm sorry, Scott, but I do have a deep, dark mind, and it could be me. And he's like, no, I'm not Gene. Like what sluts. the fuck, dude? Yeah, <laughs> have I have I uh, not gotten correctly my girlfriend again? Yes, Scott, you have failed again to be Never a leader did. and a person and a boyfriend. Holy shit!
1: <laughs> it, to be continued. Yeah, that's
0: the cliffhanger, <laughs> and then to on. be continued. A wild episode. Uh, I can't wait for the next one. But we do got to go to awards now. So of course, we, as tradition, we're gonna start this off with MVP. Uh, Mike, what do you got for this?
1: I think it is – it's got to be the Bish. He comes in and takes out almost all of the X-Men in their prime and convinces of their mission. I got to tell you, if somebody came out the and The Bish said, Bish? One of, the Bish Bish. If one of you guys – if somebody came out of nowhere and said, I'm from the future. You got to help me kill one of your friends. In the next two minutes, I wouldn't be like, I guess he's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's pretty convincing.
0: I do. That's a good pick, Mike. I actually have the same pick, but for a different reason, and that's because Bishop did call Wolverine old, feeble, and a piece of shit, and like right out the gate. <laughs> Gotta love that. Ryan, who do you have for this?
2: It's absolutely Nimrod, who dumped a wall on top of Storm, and then Cyclops ran by the wall and said, oh god, wait, Storm is claustrophobic, and Nimrod senses it. <laughs> How good of Nimrod to sense Storm's yeah. He's about
1: to send scorpions uh, right towards Jubilee.
2: <laughs> I sort of think he's not a Nimrod. How about that?
0: Uh, That is a pretty good pick, but I mean, he does get defeated in the end, so I don't think I can go with it. And Mike, we had the same pick, so I'm going to give that point to you. All right. Yes. Next. Wait, who is it then? Sorry, I'm Bishop. trying to
2: keep track. It's Bishop. You guys are fucking wrong, but whatever.
0: <laughs> and it's Bishop for MVP. Ryan, who do you have for LVP?
2: LBP is I hate doing this every week, but it's Cyclops because of the things that we said. Uh Cyclops bro, uh Nimrod did not sense Storm's claustrophobia. Does not give a <laughs> fuck about it. All right. You just run by and say that. And then also when uh Bishop is in the crew and says uh, it could be anybody and Cyclops for for Cyclops or for Bishop to, or Cyclops to say it's not Gene and then Gene's like no it could be me and for Cyclops to be like no oh my god it could be it's Cyclops that fucking weak man that Ross
1: Ross Geller he's a
2: Ross Geller he's the Ross Geller of X-Men
0: I feel like we might all have the same pick for this because I do have LVP specifically for that moment. Like he is a dude, like every dude who's in a bad relationship and just has to mention out of nowhere that they're faithful to their girlfriend, like out of nowhere in the conversation. Oh, he's cheating for sure. <laughs> it's just like him, like not my girl. She's great, and it's it was a weird fucking vibe. Uh, Mike, are you with us on this, or do you have somebody else?
1: I'm not. I got Wolverine because he loses in he's the worst in six different timelines. He's the worst in <laughs> 2052, and then he's worst in 1992. He's just. Nothing but bad catchphrases that are tired in every era he's in. He could actually be one of the best people on this team, but because he doesn't want to work together, he just wants to live rent-free at the X-Mansion. He just fucking hangs around (laughs) and is a dickhead to everybody.
0: (laughs) You know, Mike, normally I love to dunk on Wolverine. I hate that guy. But I am, like, Ryan has the same pick as me. You know how I do this. I'm going to give that point to Ryan. Our next award is Best Use of Power. Mike, what do you got for this? Dude.
1: Storm Isis Nimrod, the unstoppable thing.
2: Storm Isis Nimrod. What? (laughs) Like what? Are we? What else are we going to do? Storm Award, right? Yeah, it's the Storm Award.
1: Uh, So, Ryan, you got this. But
2: honestly, guys, as we move out of season one and move into season two, should we stop giving Storm this award every week?
1: I think so. Probably. It's the the best powers brought to you by Storm.
2: Yeah, because every week Storm (laughs) solves the problem.
0: So, Ryan, you got same? You got Storm for this? I have Storm. Yes. Okay, well, I switched it up because I'm trying to find other people. I used the un- the unknown mutant at the beginning who uh, just punches off the sentinel's leg. The fact that he knew to go yeah. for the knees and went straight through the knee was a real delight to watch. And I- I'll switch it up. I'll start this trend of not giving... No, I'll end it strong. I'll give it to Storm. I'll give that to you, Ryan. <laughs> it didn't feel no, right. coward.
2: <laughs> Mike, why don't we give it to Cassie for her power of coming up with something different than Storm and how important that is?
1: Oh, my no, God. You're being a real Cyclops right no, now. No, she's being real
2: woke right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Want to give
0: a point to you for that. I won't, though. I'll resist. Uh, best gasp line. Mike, what do you got for this?
1: It's not a line. It is, uh, this award has evolved into when we gasp, and it's seeing the video game cartridge of Punisher and just being like, is this a shared universe, too? Because I'm a dumb dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're nerd. All right. Um, Ryan, what do you got for this?
2: I hate to go chalk here, but... Uh... The show ended, it said to be continued, when Gambit obviously was shot and killed and he will be dead forever. And I gasped when I saw that. Gambit's dead, guys.
0: I had a different response. I was cheering. I can't wait for that shit. Uh, for best gasp line, I have Wolverine's attempted catchphrase of check, please, time portal, give me a break. It's just old man muttering. I fucking adore it so much. And because I adore it, I am going to give that point to myself. Our final award is most... Did you like,
2: Cassie, how he snapped his claws the entire time he said that? <laughs> Just snap, snap, snap.
0: He's so good. Okay, uh, Ryan, what do you have for most 90s thing?
2: Uh, all right, Cassie, and I quote, the assassination, the 90s assassination, the, the assassinations that happened in the 90s. Is this the 90s assassination? I, I don't know what else... Sure, I could pick how they had a video game with the Punisher on the cover right? That's a 90s video game. But they said the 90s so many times when they talked about this very perfect 90s assassination. What else could we do?
0: Yeah, I'm actually disappointed in myself that I didn't think about that. For most 90s thing, I just have the country stinger that Bishop has because I feel like that's not used (laughs) enough. Like People don't use a theme song that much for a person where literally you just saw his boot like enter a screen and oh. it played mm-hmm. and he would just like go grab a coffee essentially and that music was playing <laughs> I,
1: love, I love it um
0: well I- what about
2: what about the fact when they introduced bishop and it cut to the full house intro and every character was bishop and he turned to the <laughs> camera every time it was a new character that was pretty good
1: pretty nice and pretty 90s uh mine had uh, cassie it was your last award it, it, there's nothing more 90s than check, please, time portal, give me a break. <laughs> that is, it's so, it brings I think so that's way. the next superhero show show t-shirt. It's just <laughs> us with that phrase.
2: I swear to God, <laughs> if in X-Men Season 2, Apocalypse doesn't drop down and just his first words are check, please, time portal, give me a break, then what even was your intro? Like, why did you even introduce yourself?
0: Uh. I do love it, Mike. You know that phrase brings me a lot of joy, but I am going to have to give that to Ryan because I gave that point the other way. And most 90s thing, it was right there. Uh, so, it's a 90s assassination. And Speaking of assassination, if we go to the point, Mike, you and me, we held it down with one point each, and then Ryan took it all what? with three, three points, man. He came strong on this one.
2: Oh uh, man, Cassie, cool. you never give me time to give me a victory speech, but I think I will take one now.
0: No, it's okay. It looks like we are out of time, actually, and I'm going to have Mike yeah. tell us about uh, some websites.
1: Oh, yourpopfilter.com is where you can go to get everything <laughs> we put out. Throw a little slash Amazon there. That's how you shop now. It helps us out, and you do all the evil shopping you're used to.
2: Evil you help or help Support
1: us. Eagle.
2: Eagle. Anytime you want to buy an eagle. eagle statues. <laughs> I need three um, eagles, and I want them now. J.G. Wentworth.
1: But I have a guy. Uh, go to patreon.com slash filter if you want to help us out a little more directly and get all kinds of extra tent and websites, websites, websites. Website, cybersprout.net. Going back to that, if you want a good website, not a Ryan website, uh, they help me out with pieceofshit.biz, and that's why it looks so good now. <laughs> so...
2: Did you really buy that?
1: Yeah, that is that is purchased and it is under construction.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I've never been so more proud of a human being ever in my life. Thank you for this <laughs> gift. That is all I need. Uh, Ryan, try to live up to that. And can you tell me about some other shows?
2: Uh, no. Actually, Cassie, I won't. I just want to talk about pieceshit.biz. And fun, uh, right? <laughs> I hope that pieceshit.biz is just me, Mike, and Cassie endlessly human caterpillaring each other as a gift <laughs> for the end of time. Just I so did- you can just is- let...
1: Is Human Caterpillar the kids' version of Human Centipede? (laughs) It's like the one junior (laughs) novelization.
2: Did I use the wrong bug? I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. I can't keep up on all the human things you're changing people into. Uh, Cassie, other shows you can listen to are, of course, Movie of the Year, where there is so much less Cassie, but so much more of Mike and me. We battle each other while there's another person named Greg who tries to stop us and tries to compete with Cassie. Or if there's too much me and Mike on this show, you can listen to, subscribe to, rate, and review Unnatural 20s, where Cassie has better friends who interrupt less and are more handsome as men. More handsome but Mike and I are, mo- are prettier as women.
0: That's fucking right. But they don't have pieceofshit.biz, so I don't know if I love them that much. Uh, Mike, can you tell us about social media?
1: At your pop filter on Instagram, on Twitter. End of commercial.
0: That's it. We also got an email. It's contact at your pop filter. You can email us anything you want. Uh, Yep. I'm going to leave it at that. Anything you want at all. Next week, we got a big episode because we are going to be talking about freaking WandaVision. It's finally WandaVision!
2: Out. This is like the moment we've been waiting for.
0: Literally been waiting for it for so long. I can't wait to see what it's like. Uh, so Doing this show for
2: seven years. <laughs> waiting for this moment. <laughs> It's huge. Holy gonna be Christ.
0: Huge. So be sure to tune in for that. For Mike, I'm Ryan for Ryan. I'm Mike, for me, I am me. Bye, everyone.